gentlemen. Billy Hallowell and Chris Field. The Church Boys. From the sublime to the ridiculous. But mostly ridiculous. I hate these guys. Well, you didn't think we'd be back, but we are back. And apparently you are glutton for punishment if you're listening to this. It's uh, the Church Boys. I'm Chris Field with my friend. Oh, what's your name again? It's, uh, you know, Billy Hollowell. Oh, that's right. Billy Hollowell, faith editor for TheBlaze.com. <laughs> And he's here joining us to give a spiritual angle on everything because if you just listen to me, well, then we're all in trouble. So, Billy, how you doing, my friend? I'm okay. I'm Good. okay. How are you? I'm doing all right. So, uh, any any feedback you want to share with us from the first episode? Um, uh, people liked it. I think. I mean, listen, I liked it. I actually listened to us two times. Like I was on the treadmill listening, and I forgot who I was listening to. I was so entertained by it. <laughs> Particularly the call from the Atlanta mayor. <laughs> you were so easily entertained. That's the sad thing. That's the kind of well, show we're putting I mean, together. You know, you're listening to it because you want to see how it sounds. I'm like, right. you know, we're pretty. We're pretty good. And that mayor of Atlanta is pretty articulate. <laughs> I thought he was dang articulate myself. Oh, man, I forgot to set my t- Just a second. Hey, listen, part of the part of the fun we're going to have with this show is you're going to get to enjoy the chewy center of the cookie, right? Kind of the ugly sausage making that goes on. I forgot to hit the timer on this, so I'm going to hit the timer now. So we're about, I don't know, a minute in or so. So we're about a minute behind, Billy. So if I'm waving my arms about where we are, uh, that's what that is. So um, I don't like that you just had an analogy and you used a cookie and you talked about a soft center of a cookie. I actually prefer the soft center of a cookie. Well, then then you're going to be really in for a treat with this show because well, there's there going to be go. a loft. A lot of soft cookie centers or something like that. Anyway, so uh, any any specific feedback about the show? I mean, I know that you you loved it, of course, because you were brilliant. I, however, was a schmuck. But uh, I did I did get some chuckles. I did go back and listen to it. Um, any feedback people, from anybody else? Family members? Yeah, people or? on Twitter. Well, you know, people on Twitter who who listened to it, they liked it. They thought it was funny. They a lot of people were excited about it because they hadn't seen any real sort of faith angled show on on the blaze um and you know so they enjoyed it and i think of course you're always going to get a few people who are like oh you guys didn't talk i mean there was one comment you guys didn't talk about all the wonderful things that are happening in churches around the world and it's like well you know we'll talk about those things when they're worth talking about right. but yeah, there's always going to be a critic and we're not perfect right. here but, you know we're we're the church boys as satan said at the beginning he hates us right. um well, i guess that should make you love us but you know we're not perfect, and we're and we're we're right. making our way through this thing called life and this thing called the church boys, and I think we've done a, a pretty good job so far. Well, I'm I'm enjoying it, and and one of the, I I laughed as you did about some of the comments, and one of them was they didn't talk about things going on in the churches around the world. I was hoping for those kinds of stories, <laughs> and I'm like, what in any of our marketing copy or any of our blog posts or any of our writing or anything that we've talked about about the show? Well, there was you that think line that where that I was, that was like, part of the show. There was that line where I was like, we will only talk about things that are happening in churches around the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot when you specifically mentioned that part. But other than that, I don't know where they got that idea. And then somebody else said, I made it through the first 59 seconds and I had to stop. I'm like, but the that first 59 the seconds was, I know, the first 59 seconds was Satan going, I man, I hate these. I mean, that's 59 second mark, right? <laughs> now, thankfully, this person, if they listen again, We've shortened that intro down to 26 seconds, so we'll, they'll, they'll get at least 33 seconds of content, and hopefully... Uh, you mean 33 seconds of us making fun of, of them? Of them for being morons. No, that's not right. You shouldn't say that about your listeners, Billy. 
Oh, uh, man. So anyway, well, so we did get some other comments. We did get an email through the uh, through the website. And if you haven't seen our website yet, it's uh, thechurchboys.com. We went and bought that URL about a week ago. <laughs> I set up a website, and so we kind of threw that together. But there were comments on the Blaze, on the blog post that Billy put together. And there's also, we have a website called thechurchboys.com. Uh, .com, thechurchboys.com, and you can listen to any of our shows and show our cards there. It's all free. Everything we do is free. We're not charging anything for any, anything. for anything. Anyway, a comment came in through the Church Boys website, churchboys.com. Let's see if I can find that question. Somebody had it. I said if you had a question for us or anything. Oh, here it is. Uh, from Tom through Gmail. Uh, Tom asks, uh, uh, Billy and uh, Chris, exactly what church slash denomination do you guys go to? And I was doing air quotes, which you can't hear over the radio. Uh, exactly where church slash denomination do you guys go to? What, what are you a part of? Uh, and uh, so I thought maybe that's, that's a good, you know, we, we want to grow listenership, right? Probably the best yeah. way to grow listenership is to get personal, let people know about us. So I thought I'd let him know. I didn't email him back. I figured we could just put it on the podcast and, and, uh, and let him listen to our answers there. So, uh, uh, Tom, uh, I'll just, uh, I hate to speak for Billy, but I'm going to anyway. Billy, uh, Billy is an atheist and, uh, I'm Hindu. So that makes for an interesting church boys type of show, but, uh, wait, huh? wait I want to clarify that. I want to clarify that. Right. I am a rabid secularist bent on the destruction of oh, the first amendment. Right, and right. that is the title that I actually want on my tombstone. Perfect. And by Hindu for me, I meant I'm right wing evangelical. So that's what I meant when, <laughs> and, I, when and I said Hindu. I am I am an evangelical as well. I am not a I am not an atheist extremist. Bent on wait, the destruction. wait 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 um, wait. You're not atheist. This is the Church Boy. Now everybody listening. This is the Church Boy show, and it broadcasts. We post it. Um, sometimes we, we might post it a little bit earlier than Sunday, but it's made. It's you know it's designed to be a Sunday show. That's why we call it the Church Boys. Uh, Billy, what did you do this Sunday? Did you go to church this Sunday? So listen, there's Wait, this, no, no, there's no. I didn't ask. I'm turning your mic down. I'm, I'm turning <laughs> your mic. I'm turning your mic down. Your mic has been turned down. Shh, shh. Your mic has been turned off. Are you ready to listen? Well, talk. I'm turning you down again. I've turned you down. Are you listening? <laughs> okay, listen. Yes, no question. Did you go to church this Sunday? Define church. Did you leave your home and go to a church? This Sunday for church services, yes or no? This upcoming Sunday? No, this is this last Sunday, just like three days, four days ago. Did you or did you not? Yes or no? Define go to church. Did you leave your home, get in the car, drive to church, go to a church service where there's music and preaching? Mentally and, leave my home? No, did you actually physically, physically leave, leave your home and go to church? It's a simple yes or no question, Billy. Like walking out of a door? Yeah. Did you leave? No. Okay, uh, another yes or no question for you. This last Sunday, when you did not go to church, were you ill? Define ill. Were, <laughs> were you under the weather? <laughs> well, there was some bad weather. We had oh, okay. some icy conditions. <laughs> no, listen, my daughter, who is two and a half, is out of control and screams things out during service and, can, and Penny, cannot she's be Pentecostal. trusted to be left she's in the Pentecostal. church. Okay. So we stayed home. That's okay. You said you, you said the roads were bad though. They, well, were yeah, you the lying then? Were are you lying? Were you lying then? Are you lying? No, no, no. Wait, 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 are you like? Are you lying then? Or are you lying no. now? No, no, no. I, you're actually reminding me because we have not been going to church. For <laughs> oh, that's quite right. Some I time. haven't. I haven't gone to church in years. 
<laughs> we have not gone to, to physical church. We've been doing. We watch church on on TV, LifeChurch.tv, right, which I jammies. recommend. I love LifeChurch. Right. Anyway, Jammy Church. Um, church was actually canceled this past uh-huh. Sunday because of the icy road. So we Ooh, have one excuse right. out of the last seven. All right. Teen. <laughs> oh, anyway, no, uh, no, that's a it's a fair question to ask somebody's asking, you know, what church or denomination we go to, and and I don't mind saying I um I grew up in the Nazarene Church, uh, the Church of Nazarene, which is um, like define said, Nazarene. No, I can't. It's a holiness church. It's actually started by a guy named Phineas F. Brzee, and uh, he was Methodist, and he left the Methodist Church, started the Nazarene Church very based on missions and that sort of thing. So that's what, that's where the wife and I go. We both grew up that way. And you're like, you grew up agnostic, atheist, Catholic. Uh, you experimented with Buddhism for a while, right? I grew up in a non-denominational church. And I go to a Calvary Chapel now. So, you know, when we do go physically to church, we go to a Calvary Chapel. But okay. I find, I mean, the last time we went to church a few weeks ago, no joke, it hasn't been 17 weeks, my daughter, Ava, who I love dearly, Threw, I kid you not, a box of raisins at a woman's head. Well, did she have it coming? Uh, well, she was singing a little loudly, so okay. possibly. Well, possible. Now, now, your daughter Ava, what's her middle name? Brown, is that right? <laughs> Ava, Ava Grace. Oh, Ava Grace. I get mixed up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. All right. Uh, what was I going to ask you about? I had something else before I wanted to get to these stories. Oh, oh, we were going to call my mom. You yeah, I have some questions for her. You're still interested in doing that? Let me, let me give her a call just a second. Just one second. Um, let me find the phone. Nope, that's not the phone. Phone. Uh, we'll give it a shot here. Come on. I you think she's works. home right now? Do you think she's I'm like around? I'm pretty sure she is. She's usually just laying around. She's a slacker. Um, let me turn the phone down for a second while I dial. I mean, I just have so many questions for her about your upbringing, the bizarre behavior I assume you exhibited, um, your favorite food, what yeah, is the worst keep, thing you've ever you just keep yapping, son. done in church, um, which I imagine it's probably bizarre also. <laughs> a little bit, maybe. <laughs> just a second. Let me see if she's going to pick up here. I don't. Maybe she actually changed her number because well, she I... couldn't deal with you calling her anymore. It's telling me this. What is our home phone number? What what is her phone? (laughs) The number has been disconnected. It is no longer in service. There we go. Now I I dialed the wrong number. (laughs) My own family. I can't dial the right number. All right, let me try again here. Your home number. We're we're calling now. Give a call here. See what happens. And we'll mute this. All right, I'm not sure why the phone is not working. So I had the phone lines all plugged into the board here, but nothing's coming through. So we Maybe your sh- mom cut the wire so she didn't have to hear from I you. I think she knew we were calling. <laughs> so we will uh, we will have to call her again next week or some other time. Or maybe we'll hear from Billy's mommy uh, sometime soon. But um, sorry about that, folks. It's a little technical difficulty, but it seems to be uh, the phone is not working the way we had planned. So we'll go back to that later another time. Uh, Billy, so... The first story that we wanted to talk about today, unless you had something else you wanted to share about yourself. Uh, no, I mean, I just want to affirm that because I know that about 20 people probably <laughs> only heard that I'm an atheist in their heads right now, and they're probably panicking. I am not an atheist. It was a joke. No, I don't want to get hate tweets. We're not, so. joking. We're not joking. Billy's an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris Field. Um, 
Well, yeah, so the, the story you were about to introduce before I tried to clarify that I'm not an atheist right. is about this woman, right, Veronica Partridge, you know, like in a pear tree. Right. Uh, Veronica Partridge in a pear tree. Uh, she put together a blog post, and in that blog post, she essentially said she will no longer be wearing yoga pants. And now, Chris, aren't you a big fan of yoga pants? <laughs> Think <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> well, that's what I'm wearing now as we record. Oh, it's the most comfortable. And do you like um, my do you like my mesh see-through tank top that I'm wearing along with it? Oh boy. Uh, well, uh, Veronica, Billy and I do this. Billy and I do this on Skype, so he's calling in and we're talking to each other, so he he can see me the whole time. So he really gets quite the show. And uh, yeah, I try to block it out, and you know. We, so this woman, right, Veronica, she, she pens the blog post. She says she's not going to wear yoga pants anymore. She's not going to wear leggings. And the reason's interesting, right? This, now, this is on her personal blog. You know, she's got a website. She blogs for her friends and her family. Um, and she doesn't really think much of it. She puts this post up saying that as a Christian, um, she talked to her husband about it, talked to friends about it, and feels like, you know, wearing those sorts of clothes, you know, might be a little bit scandalous and that it might bring men to look at her in a way that maybe they should only look at their own wives. And so right. she no longer will wear leggings. Now, right. such a benign sort of post that's out there, but it goes viral. I mean, everybody's been talking about this. It's probably the most viral blog post this week. Um, really shocking, Veronica. Why do you think, why do you think it went viral, Chris? Well, I think it went viral because a lot of people want to justify the way that they live. And so they're going to disagree with somebody who has some sort of modesty. Did you read Matt Welsh's re response to that whole yes. story, that whole brouhaha? I thought he was spot on. And I think we need to get to that. But we need to get to that here in just a couple minutes after we get through our break. Um, so are you cool for taking a break? And we'll get right back I'm to this cool. this uh, legging story. All right. Uh, the church boys will be, well, we might be right back. If I can figure out how to run the board, we will be right back. And now, back to the church boys. They're a real pain in my And welcome back to the church boys. We are here. We are queer. We are not going skiing. So wait, 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 wait. That's, that's a different show. Excuse me. Um... Just a little, a little bit of clarification for those of you who might be listening for the first time. We have uh, Satan does our opening for us, and he also does some of our bumpers and things. And so we cheap have labor, you know, very cheap labor. But anyway, we have decided that he's not going to have dominion over us. We shall have dominion over him, or whatever churchy terms we ought to be using. And uh, so we actually forced him to make some bumpers for us. And so we've had to believe out some of the things he has to say about us. However, so that will kind of explain what you're hearing sometimes when you come back from bumpers or listen to our idiotic intro or whatever else. So where we left off just before the break, Billy brought up a story that he'd written about a woman wearing leggings around or deciding not to wear leggings. So, Billy, you've kind of told the story. Give it to us quickly in a nutshell and then give us what has been this reaction that has gone on. Sure. So she pens the blog post, posts it, thinks nobody is going to read it. Everyone reads it. The Daily Mail, The Blaze, everyone's covering the story. And now this 25-year-old woman who's married, has one kid, is sort of the centerpiece of this debate over leggings. And you've got the haters, right, who are coming after her, calling her names, saying she's ridiculous. You have a lot of other Christians who are saying she's wrong. But what I think is really important about this story is that Veronica Partridge has made it very clear that she's not talking about other people. She's talking about her 
herself. She said, listen, this is a decision I made. You don't have to like it. You don't have to do it, but it's something that I'm convicted in my faith in doing. So, you know, listen, she, she told me, I interviewed her. She said, I never had any idea this would go viral. And if I did know, I probably wouldn't have written it and made right. it public. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And, but I don't think she should feel bad about all, or I don't think she should regret having posted it. She doesn't want the attention because that's not where she is. I mean, you and I live in a world where if we don't, if you and I aren't getting attention, something's going wrong, right? I mean, right. we start to have panic attacks. I need attention. I mean, that's that's why we do a show like this. It's because we have to have attention. We crave attention. And she's a normal, sane human being who's like, if I'd have known I'd gotten this attention, I wouldn't have written it. And which is a shame because I think it was worth writing. So this, yeah. there's this whole huge brouhaha about what she wrote and this reaction to it. And might I add, okay, this isn't supposed to sound sexist, this isn't supposed to sound lustful or anything. She's a good-looking woman. Yeah, she she's, is. She's very she, pretty. She's very attractive, very fit. And so the idea that she doesn't want to cause someone to lust after her or look at her with lustful eyes or whatever is a valid concern for her to have, I think. Do you know what I mean? It's not like she's trying to... It's not like a humble brag even... It wasn't a, excuse me, it wasn't even a, I'm gross, but people look at me anyway. It wasn't a, what's a Lena, uh, <laughs> Lena Dunham kind of thing, right? She's like actually attractive, okay? It wasn't. Well, and, and, you know, what I love about this, right? Yeah, yeah, she's definitely attractive. And what I love is that she's like, listen, I never wanted to be a blogger. I never really wanted to get into this. My husband wanted me to, my friends wanted me to. So I started the blog up. And she even called herself an anti-blogger, which I thought was funny. She's like, right. I've been an anti-blogger for so long. And then her quote was to me, you know, but apparently God had other plans. And I think the funniest part about that is that, you know, here's this woman who didn't even really want to make this a big viral thing. And now it's viral. Everyone's talking about it. And she's like, well, I guess God wanted this conversation to happen. And <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, which I think is great. I think it's and I think it's really good. And I think that so what I where I wanted to go with this was I think that Matt Walsh's take on it was for me at least spot on because what was the reaction that a bunch of people had including there's a website called chicks on the right which for the most part I like right and they had this huge reaction I can't believe I have to write this in 2015 it's just leggings right and why should she feel shame for wearing this out there why can't men control themselves and it's like well I think Matt had it right and then what about modesty right I'm not talking about wearing a a burqa. I'm not talking about wearing sackcloth. I'm talking about having some modesty. You know, they, they call them yoga pants now, but they're really leggings. And a line my sister has used for God knows how long. She says, if if leggings were meant to be worn as pants, they'd be called pants. <laughs> right. Well, and, and she's right. And I think the, the fascinating thing here is that even if you disagree, right? And this is what Veronica said. She's like, even if people disagree with me, why can't we all just agree to disagree and have a civil discourse about it? But what I love is that this woman went to her husband. I mean, you sort of look through the process of what came, how this blog post came to be. She went to her husband and she honestly asked him what he does when he sees a woman wearing, you know, not yoga pants. Do not call them yoga pants or Chris right. will, will freak right. out. They're leggings. Leggings. And he said to her, you know, I find it distracting. I try not to look, but I find it distracting. That's A, a really honest husband. Yep. B, it's proof that they have a pretty good, solid marriage. And C, she thought it through before she went and posted this. Right. Well, and it's and, and, and the fact is, to be an honest man, that is distracting. And distracting right. in a, like... You can't help but see it. That doesn't mean it's the second look that's the problem, right? But still, right. why put the temptation out there for somebody? And people are saying, well, it's modesty. Why, you know, why are you drawing the line there? And I said, well, you draw the line somewhere. 
would you have a problem with a woman going out and wearing a G-string in public because they thought it was the most comfortable way to walk around? If someone was just wearing a thong out there, right? Well, no, you wouldn't. You'd say you need to cover that up. That's inappropriate, right? You draw the line somewhere between a thong and leggings. I happen to draw the line after leggings. In fact, I draw the line where I want my daughter, how I want would want my daughter dressing up. I draw the line after super tight jeans, but before, you know, you have to wear a dress all the time. <laughs> right? But there's also skin tight dresses and really or really skin tight short skirts that are also often inappropriate. And what's the point of the short skirt to show off the legs and the tuckus, right? What's the point well, of the and, leggings? But people will say, and people will say, well, you know, I, I saw some really insane comparisons. You know, you people go crazy with this, but you're blaming the woman. You're putting this on the woman. No, listen, this particular individual said that for herself, after analyzing the issue, talking with her husband, that she felt it was no longer appropriate. So I don't understand why we, why she needs to be hung out to dry. I think, listen, I agree with her, frankly, right. and I don't care what anybody thinks. I agree with her. But B, even if you don't, respect it and move on. Right. But, but I, I, and I totally, and that part, I, I can see both sides, like, okay, we do this and then you move on. But my thing is there's a, a larger discussion we need to have about modesty, right? And even more importantly, as Christians, as church boys that you and I are, and to get, you know, to get serious on your butt for a minute, we're both come from very similar, you know, theological standpoints, you know, conservative, evangelical, holiness movement type churches. Listen, Paul was very specific about, listen, you don't do things that are going to cause your brother to stumble. So if wearing leggings is going to cause your brother to stumble, sacrifice wearing leggings. Okay? My wife... Yeah, the, go ahead. The, I was going to say, the overall picture, what you said, that we, we've got a broader issue here. I think that, you know, it's not about leggings, obviously, on the whole. It's about the image and what's being projected out there. And I think when you watch, if, if you turn your TV on and you watch 90% of the channels, you're going to find something in a two or three hour period, if you were to just do a little social experiment, that is not modest, that many times, if we're talking about MTV or some of the other outlets, goes so far that it's almost unbelievable to me that we've allowed society to get this horrifically out of touch with reality. Um, and so this points to just a small piece of that. And I think it's, I think it was a thoughtful, it was a quick blog post. I thought it was thoughtful and I do think you're right. I think it points to the bigger issues and I think it does spark a, a broader conversation. Right. And, and I, and I think it's, it's all based in like the, the anger at her for what she wrote from people on the right or the religious folks, the anger that they have about well, how do you you know make make men not lust? And they're in charge. You're right, absolutely, they're in charge of their own psyche and things. But if you're going to cause somebody to stumble, stop being selfish. And what she chose was, you know what? I'm going to be selfless in this area. It's not a big deal for me whether or not I wear yoga pants or leggings or whatever out in public. That's not a big deal to me. I'm going to be selfless instead of being selfish. My wife and I don't drink, and we don't drink for a whole lot of reasons. One, it's just not for us. That's just not where we are. We also don't drink because we have we have had friends in the past who have problem with drinking. So we're not going to drink around them, right? I don't want to cause my kids, my friends to stumble. We work with teens. We have worked with thousands upon thousands of teens, and we have put forward to them, we're going to live a certain lifestyle. Let's live a type of lifestyle that honors God. And listen, you can drink and be a Christian, no doubt in my mind. That's not my argument. My argument is, I'm telling you guys, I'm going to live consistently this way, this way, this way, and this way. And it includes not drinking. And I'm just, it's not a part of my life because the easiest way for me to not get drunk and have an alcohol problems is just to not start. 
So if now I listen, if, I think it's smart, and I think you know, drinking is one of those one of those tricky areas for for a lot of people, and there's a lot of debate among Christians. I mean, I do drink. Um, but oh, I you're drink a, really you're lightly. A, oh, you're a sot. It's embarrassing. <laughs> drink, I've been listen, to dinner I'm a with wine you, my drinker, friend. And I, dr- I drink relatively lightly. I don't go, I have limits, and people know that. And right. I don't go places and drink where I where I feel like it may not be an appropriate place to do that. But but I totally respect and understand why a lot of people like you don't. And I think, you know, that there's people out there who would say, Oh, he's crazy. Why wouldn't he drink? What's wrong with him? Well, you know, there are there are particular specific reasons why people choose to do and not to do certain things. And I think from a faith perspective, um, when you have a reason for that and it's well thought out and it complies with with biblical teaching, I can be on board with it. Right. Either and, way. And and your thing, like you know that I don't drink, but it, you also know that it doesn't bother me that when you and I go out to dinner when I come to visit New York that it's not a problem for you to have a glass of wine or whatever or a right. beer or whatever when you and I are hanging out. That's not a problem. It's not a temptation for you. It's not, it's not a situation. However, I also know that you, Billy Hollowell, a man of character, would say, you know what? If drinking's a problem for you, I won't drink in front of you. Right. No, because, absolutely. Because, why would I, because want, that might why would ca- I want to cause someone to stumble? Right. I don't want to cause you to stumble. If it's going to be an issue for you. And so this woman, all she's done is say, you know what? If looking at my butt in my leggings is an issue for you, guess what? I'm going to not wear leggings. Yeah, you need to be able to control yourself, but I'm not going to contribute to your problem. Why would I want to make it harder for you to follow what God's will is for you? I say we applaud Veronica. What is it going to stop? Well, that's a long <laughs> set of applause. Sorry. And scene. <laughs> and let's go ahead and take a break. Just a minute. We'll be right back. Wait a minute. Was that Larry King bringing us back? <laughs> oh, I don't know who that break? was. It- Perhaps it was. I, I, I'm not sure. All I did was hit one of my bumper buttons, and it says, Bumpers, LK never listen. I don't know what that means. other Larry than, King never listens to the Church Boys. It's clear. Okay, well, we'll go with it. This is Billy Hollowell, Chris Field, and the Church Boys are back from our break. And we just wrapped up talking about the baker, or not the not the baker, I'm sorry, the, the legging story. And now we're going to move into our baker story. And I love these... I love all these church versus state free speech battles, and this one is out of Colorado. It's a bakery that refused. It's called the Azucar Bakery, which if I'm not mistaken, I think Azucar means sugar, but I could be wrong in Spanish. But either way, it's the Azucar Bakery. They refused to make a cake when this guy came in named Bill Jack. I love his name, Bill Jack. And this is also in, in, no, the other one, wasn't it in Denver as well? Yeah, the other one was was in Denver, either Colorado Springs or Denver. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, so a number of these have happened in in Colorado, which I think is sort of fascinating. But in this case, you know, usually it's it's somebody coming in and asking for a gay wedding cake, and a Christian baker saying no, they're not going to make it. In this case, Bill Jack came in and he said, "I want a bunch of Bible shaped cakes," which was no problem. The baker didn't care, but he wanted he allegedly wanted one of these cakes to read. Quote, God hates gays. And the baker looked at it and she's like, I'm not, I'm not making a cake that says God hates gays. And so 
Upon her refusal, Bill Jack allegedly, and I shouldn't even say allegedly because we, we pretty much know he filed a complaint uh, with the government, and that complaint is now led to an investigation into the bakery. And what's interesting is you now have sort of this reverse argument where the baker says, I don't want to make an anti-gay cake, and where you have a Christian coming to her and saying, I want you to make this cake. It's the reverse of what we've seen, and I think it's, it's fascinating. Just a minute. I got a text from somebody. Sorry. <laughs> somebody <laughs> laughing at what we're doing. Uh, well, I, I kind of, there's a, there's a sick, say so you're, and everybody needs to know this as we, as we move along here. Billy is the good Christian in, in our group. I mean, he's the nice guy. I'm just a jerk. And I wear that on my sleeve with, not with pride, but with, you know what? Indifference. No, there's because a there's lot nothing, of pride there. There's nothing I can do to change it. I'm just a jerk. So, there's a part of me that wishes she just said, "Yeah, I'll do the cakes," and then she makes the cakes, and he gets them back and says, "You're a prick" on them instead of <laughs> "God hates gays." I mean, what kind of person writes that on it? Would say this is what this would be a good idea for a cake. I mean, I would understand it perhaps if it were a joke cake, right? If it right. were another like a making fun of Westboro cake, a making fun of Westboro cake, or or you know, a couple gays have a put a cake together and they're and they're mocking. You know, they're mocking Christians because they're doing it with the Bible and says God hates gays and, you know, whatever. But I mean, what kind of a jerk comes out? And that's, for one, I want a Bible cake, period. Okay, red flags immediately. Immediately you should be taking a stick and hitting the person overhead with it because you want a, <laughs> uh, you want a Bible cake? What's wrong with you? This isn't 1980s Kansas City, you know, rev tent revival. This is, not, this is 2015. Nobody wants a Bible cake. You know what's funny about this to me, and I wondered this, and, and from what I've seen, Bill Jack has not been willing to give too deeply of a statement. He's sort of said you know, that he believes he's been discriminated against, that he's taking action, and that he's going to see what happens as a result of that. But what I've wondered, was this intentional? Was this done to prove a point? And I have no – this is just based on conjecture. I have no idea. Was this done to prove a point about this overall debate? Because you have a lot of people – and in fact, I've seen some experts in this case saying, well, the baker was just acting on her free speech, and to make her write that would be – infringing on her free speech. Well, you have to make the same argument then for a baker who refuses to make a cake for a gay wedding. Right. Um, and if that's the case, then it does prove an interesting point. My argument's always been whatever the baker wants to do or not do is their right as a business owner, whether it's a baker, a printer, whatever. I mean, we've covered this at The Blaze extensively and repeatedly. And in this case, um, there are groups like, in fact, um, one conservative group, and, and it's slipping my name right now. What, what's the group that's... Uh, there's one group out there, um, oh, Focus on the Family, that is defending yeah. this baker, which I think is fascinating because Focus on the Family um, defends traditional marriage. And here they are coming out and saying, you know what? We're on the side of the baker here. She, right. she had every right to reject and it's Bill because, Jackson. And they're making the – and I had the same reaction you did. The first time I read it, I thought, I wonder if this is a setup, right? But I had, I had that same reaction. But Focus on the Family down in Colorado Springs, which is just, what, an hour from Denver – is making the same the reason that they're making that argument is because they're making they're being logically consistent their argument has been uh, for the bakers who didn't want to make gay marriage cakes hey listen they shouldn't be forced to make a cake that dis disagrees with their values and the same with this guy i don't think that uh, do you think do you think a muslim bakery should be forced to make a cake for a jewish wedding do you think a jewish bakery should be forced to make a cake for a muslim wedding 
I mean, no. What about cemeteries? What about for-profit cemeteries? What about funeral homes? Are they going to be forced when they're religiously based to perform funerals and services for people of another faith? No. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, why would you want to get your cake or your T-shirt or anything printed at a place where people don't support your lifestyle, regardless of where you stand? If you know right. that they're opposed to it and they've come to you and kindly said, "I am not going to do that." What is the issue? Move on and find another place. Right. And um I, and I don't want them to simply I don't because I'm not a jerk. I'm not gonna make somebody do something that they don't want to do. You know? And it, it's not about well, why would I want to do that? Ask somebody who disagrees with me to make something for me. That's just gonna I'm not gonna get the best product. No, it's not even about me. It's not even about the product that I'm expecting or that I want to get. It's all about the fact that I don't want to be a jerk to that guy. You don't like what I the way I live or I don't like the way you live then we don't have to do business. We can love each other. We can take care of each other. We can watch out for each other's homes, but we don't have to work for each other. I don't get, right. I don't get this insistence. Anyway. Well, because it's about, you know, it, it's all about equal access and all these other things that people are making the issue about. But at the end of the day, what I love about this case is that it flips the issue on its head and it makes people look at it in a different light. Yep. And I think one of the biggest questions people have is what would happen if Westboro Baptist Church came and said, we want a cake. Um, would a baker be forced to make that cake? A lesbian baker, let's say. I would argue, no way. Right, right. And speaking of Westboro, oh, I'm sorry, we're out of time. We'll have to hit it on the other side of the break. Just a minute. Back to the church boys. Honestly, I don't even. I don't even know what to make of that, but. <laughs> Billy, there's a little delay coming back. It's Billy's too busy yucking it up with his microphone uh, muted at, at our Satan listen, intro. I I can't handle Satan. He's he's really out of control today. A little vicious, but um, <laughs> he's nasty. Listen, he's a nasty, vicious, nasty. The man. Westboro Baptist Church, um, also known as my best friend wait, 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 on Twitter. Wait, did you say speaking of Satan or speaking of vicious? <laughs> vicious. Okay, just time just a time time out. I'm, I'm sorry, we have a special guest in the studio. Uh, the young Mr. Field has popped in. Hey, Colty, I need you to go out there, please, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you have children. They interrupt hey, like radio shows. I know, they're I mean, awful. They're horrible. And, or they throw raisins at people's heads I in know. church. My studio, for those of you listening, my studio is in my home, and so my son uh, didn't know I was recording, so he's there knocking on the door and shining a laser in my eyeballs. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, that sounds unintentional. <laughs> well, it was. he's four, so he doesn't know any better. No, listen, my kid would be throwing things, so you're good. Your kid's good. Um, you know, Westboro Baptist Church, and, and I've had many interactions with Westboro. They love right. to tweet me. In fact, they even made a picture of me that said, repent or die, which was like really probably one of my proudest moments in life. Um, but two of their Twitter accounts, their main Twitter account, which was WBC Says, right. and then another Twitter account that belonged to the daughter of founder of the church, Fred Phelps, her name is Shirley Phelps. Those two accounts have been suspended by Twitter. And it's really fascinating because we don't really know why. I mean, there's no indication it just happened? It just happened, and I mean, what Westboro's claiming on another account that they have is that they picketed Twitter back in August and that their oh. response was to, quote, steal their accounts. Well, but I don't think that's the reason. Do you think it's that? I, I don't think that pe Twitter's that petty that they would block their accounts simply because 40 members of the Westboro Baptist Church, which happens, by the way, to be the entire membership, Twitter. And they're all picketed, related, most right, of them. Right, and picketed allegedly. at Twitter. I would guess it's got to be, you know, I've re we have received 17 million block requests or spam warnings about this organization, so automatically it gets shut down. 
Isn't that how Twitter works? Right. Yeah. I think that when you when you flag something or mark it as spam, I'm sure that's what's hap- what's happening. I mean, listen, a lot of people can't stand Westboro and there's it's understandable why they can't. I don't think that being picketed in August, that it would take months for Twitter. I, I obviously don't believe that's a real. Did I lose you? Oh, no, we've lost Billy. Apparently, Billy has died, been in a horrible accident and been killed. And again, a- I know oh, wait, this wait, 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 wait. Tweet me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're going to have to go back because your mic just went cut out for about the last 15, 20 seconds. So I was filling the, I was filling the air. So go back to, I I asked you about Twitter and picketing Twitter and you said, I don't think it's picketing Twitter. And then I lost you. Okay. Did I lose the train of thought? Now you don't even know what you're saying. No, I'm ready to go. I'm going to start back up. You know, we're just going, we're going to go ahead and air this. Just remember, (laughs) remember the, the soft, chewy middle of the cookie. This is it. Yeah. I'm not liking it anymore. No, I'm kidding. Um, the bottom line is, I don't think that I don't think that Twitter is going after them for picketing them. I mean, Westboro picketed them months ago, back in August. I highly doubt that they waited until now to suddenly block them. And, and doesn't Twitter you know, have better things to do with its time? I would like, hope. Like, oh, I don't know, watching its lawn grow. <laughs> I would hope. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, Westboro loves every bit of PR they can get. Yeah. So they're loving this probably. I'm sure there'll be a placard with your face on it being oh, distributed I hope on so. Twitter. Your uh, dreams will come true, Chris. You will have your own placard. And I'm, the, I'm one of those people that I think I've said, maybe even said on the show last week, I don't remember. I, I'm just one of those people that you ignore them and eventually they just go away. But with with suddenly everybody's opinion matters now and now, every, and everybody's opinion doesn't matter, by the way, including mine. Everybody's opinion suddenly matters now, and so we've got the internet, and everybody gets to talk, and everybody gets, and free speech is wonderful, but it's as though their opinion actually matters, and it doesn't. They're losers. No, it doesn't. They're it losers. Doesn't. Listen, are I mean, they going to sue us for that, for saying they're losers? Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Listen. I don't want bad things to happen to them. I just want them to change their mind. And and what we've actually seen, which I think is a great story out of Westboro that doesn't get enough attention, is many of the children, the grandchildren of the founder have actually left. A number of them have left. Maybe not many, but two or three of them have left, and they're, they're trying to start their lives outside yeah. of the church. And that's a hard thing when you've grown up in this environment, but they've realized this is wrong, and they don't want to do it anymore. And I think that's a powerful story. And, uh, you know, maybe in a generation, Westboro won't be around anymore. Right. And it'd be nice, wouldn't it? I mean, just... This that kind of just behavior. I mean, misrepresenting what the Christian faith is all about. It's really just exhausting. wait. You're describing yourself right now, or I'm West sorry, Burr? what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got just another minute, and I know we were just going to end with that Westboro story. But this week was the March for Life, the abortion 42nd anniversary, I believe, or something like that of of of, of Roe versus Wade. Um, you had one story here you wanted to talk about real quick, and I think that this is the best time to do it. An abortion poll. Tell us about the abortion poll. Yeah, what's really intriguing about this, it's the Marist, uh, Marist put this poll out along with the Knights of Columbus, and it basically found that 84% of Americans, they want some form of restriction on abortion, whether that's only during the first three months of pregnancy, Pregnancy, and that's 25% of Americans. Only in cases of rape and incest, that's 32%. Um, only to save the life of the mother. It all adds up to 84%. And that's yeah. a pretty powerful and fascinating uh, proportion, I think, because it shows that there's a majority culture in America that does see that something is off with abortion. That doesn't mean they all want it illegal, but they definitely have some qualms with it. Right. There, there's something about them that doesn't sit right, at least some part of the current abortion laws and debates and that sort of thing. So that's good. Only 9%, only 9% say it should be available to a woman any time during her entire pregnancy. That's pretty amazing. I'd, I'd like to see how it compares to previous numbers, but I think that that's, I think that's significant movement on our part, right? On the pro-life front. 
Yeah, I mean, we've definitely seen a little, like when you look at the Gallup poll, you do see a little bit of movement. So I'd love to see, I don't know if there are previous waves of this study, but I'd love to look at them because I think there definitely is movement in that direction. It's not quite as far and as fast as the gay marriage movement has gone, but but it's moving. I think people are That's realizing good. when you can detect a heartbeat that you're hard pressed to say that something isn't life anymore at that point. Right. And even if you start with the heartbeat argument, you know, there are, there are people like me who would say, you know, from conception, but there are other people who would say, well, when you find a heartbeat or whatever, hey, at least the, the, the discussion is moving, to me at least, in the right direction. We're at least headed toward, that's, what, that's where our technology is going to wind up saving lives. Not only saving actual lives of babies who are in the womb and they can do use technology to do, you know, in utero surgeries and all these kind of things, save babies' lives when they're born premature or whatever else, but also like discouraging women from having abortions. I mean, that's going to save lives. It's fantastic. You're every time you say the word abortion, I'm remembering hearing Dr. Kermit Gosnell's voice uh, on my cell phone this week when he called me. Uh, what, and we will hopefully can we get into that next week, you think? Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. I'll have so, more information next so week. There's there's Billy's nasty little dirty little tease. We may we may be able to play the voice of one Kermit Gosnell next week. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> hey uh that's all the time we got for today. Anything else you need to add, Billy? Uh, no. Reads your Bible and reads the blaze. That's what Billy has to say. <laughs> Theblaze.com slash faith. <laughs> and thechurchboys.com. We will see you later. Oh, and by the way, we have a special little close that happens that we're going to be playing every week. The show close. Listen all the way to the end because you'll get a little chuckle out of it. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.